Verdadores. A dedicated dad and long-distance parent, I'm raising two boys in two countries, and in each episode, I invite another dad to join me in a podcast adventure to talk about our journey as parents. We will discuss the messiness of modern dadding and the challenges of long-distance parenting. At the end of each episode, I will be checking in with psychologist and fellow dad Todd Kettner as he shares his insights into parenthood. My name is Blue, and I am a Dad Without Borders. Hi guys, and welcome back to the show. And this week is the first solo cast. For anyone new to the show, every two weeks, I invite another dad to be a guest on the show to share their story of parenting. This is followed by a debrief with a professional, usually Todd Kettner, a psychologist and lecturer at the local college, I also, though, talk to Catherine Williams, who's a clinical social worker from time to time, and I'm excited to be introducing a third professional into the mix, Sean Larson, who has a PhD in counselling psychology. He'll be joining me soon to talk about his dissertation about men's transition into fatherhood. But today is the first solo cast that I will be doing in between the guest shows. This is a monologue offering some of my wisdom from my experiences of being a parent and particularly aimed at dads with young kids and also any parent that might appreciate how I've overcome and dealt with some of my unique parenting challenges. I've learned so much from having an international blended family based in Canada but parenting two boys in two different countries So my eldest son is in the UK and I've had to adapt my parenting and become a resilient dad. And it's not easy coordinating an international blended family. And so far, even through the pandemic, touch wood, um, we've managed to continue to thrive. So I've learned a lot about parenting by working with a clinical social worker, counsellors, and also I've adapted some of my outdoor education experience working with kids on and off for over 20 years. So today's topic is journaling. But don't tune out. I know it doesn't sound that interesting. Um, But honestly, I know it sounds like a labor creating a journal about your kid. But this was a huge help for me. And it's probably one of the best things I did as a co-parent and really can be applied to any parenting situation because it helps you focus on the positives. So even though you are not co-parenting maybe, consider starting a journal that tracks your child's progression um, and any memorable moments. I would really recommend that you do that. A parenting journal is a great tool when it does come to co-parenting. So when your kid goes back and forth, uh, they have a journal that goes with them in their backpack along with their favorite stuffy or toys, any other essentials. And if there are two kids, maybe you have a journal for each kid, uh, or maybe you double up. I, I only have the experience of doing it with one kid, um, so you'd have to figure that piece out. Uh, but the number one rule here is that everything you write in the journal, focus on the kid and all the high points when they're with you. 
You might want to write about behavioral issues or medical issues, but just keep that super fact-based. Um, but and outside of those issues, you know, again, just focus on all the positives. And that's why I think it is a good thing that any parent could do, actually, um, you know, to kind of, again, when you're you're in the struggle of parenting and work-life balance and trying to maintain your relationship, if you can take some time in the week to focus on the positives by writing in the journal, maybe even do it together as a couple, then that could be a really good thing. Um, so when it comes to co-parenting and using a journal, this is a way you can share all the necessary information with the other parent and without any conflict um, during the handovers. Uh, keeping the interaction brief and making sure you don't forget anything in the moment. Often emotions can be high, um, especially early on in co-parenting. And so this way you kind of avoid uh, that kind of awkward moment of trying to share information that you need to about your kid. Certainly for me, the more efficient the handover, the better. Short and sweet. Uh, and again, the, the important thing with the journal, again, is positives. Don't use this as a way to communicate any negative emotions. Put the kid first. So during the handover, sometimes you need to exchange information about the kid. Um, and there can be that bad energy. So if you're lingering around with the other parent, kind of making some awkward small talk and then trying to share some information, just even the energy, the kids pick up on energy. So it's really, really important for you to maintain, you know, being positive and upbeat. And it can be really hard um, with an ex-partner. Um, and yes, it's better to make up and be friends with that ex-partner. And maybe that happens eventually. Maybe you have an amicable, amicable breakup. Um, you know, that happens a lot too. But in many cases, it can be difficult to communicate. So the journal really helps with this. I would say be consistent with the journal. Um, so I would write in it every time there was a handover and his mum was really good too, actually, we're doing the same. So we both would make sure we were putting dates on it and then every three or four days it's getting written in. So we have actually a really good record um, of all the memorable moments, which is really nice. Um, I suggest even buying a nice looking journal, which makes for a nice keepsake when they're older. Um, for you, not so much for them, but for you to hold on to um, and share with them though. The first one that my kid has, um, or he, sorry, the first one he had was covered in foxes and he really took ownership of it actually and referred to it as his journal and would even prompt me to write in it before he went to his mum's on handover day. So it becomes part of the ritual and pe people, I think, do really well with the routine for the most part, but certainly kids do. And I enjoyed the routine and knowing how the handover was going every time and being consistent with the location too. Um, and with that, yeah, this process of writing in the journal um, before the handover and the kid being a part of that and sometimes reminding me to write in the journal um, as well. So it all becomes part of the routine. And the yeah, the more routine I think you can have with things like a handover in when you're co-parenting, then the better. Um, and with that, I do believe no matter what the kid's age, it shows that when you're writing in a journal and whether you show it, share it with them at the time or later on when they're a little bit older, it does show that extra layer of parenting and that engagement with your child, um, 
which they're going to feel. And that's the important thing. They want to feel it. Um, and they're going to feel that love um, and that connection, that warmth by you being that engaged. So even if you're alienated from your kid from a while, maybe you're not going to see your kid for an extended period, um, in the case, like in my case, there's there would still be an argument to write in a journal and kind of track your kid's progress so that they know either in the moment or later on that you are really engaged with what they're doing. Um, I went as far as putting the journal in a Ziploc with a pen sort of protect it. Um, and so you aren't searching for a pen on handover day and it's getting protected from the elements, from leaky water bottles, things like that. Um, you know, I really took care of it. You can also add to it with certificates, postcards, birthday cards, locks of hair. There's a lock of hair in, uh, I think his mum put it in actually, in the journal. Um, you know, especially important in the early years, those first precious years, you know, zero to four, zero to five, you might want to record, all, you know, all those little extra bits. Um, but yeah, the first word spoken, the funny things that happened, the dress up, the Halloween costumes. We have the photos, of course, but this is just that extra depth, um, the extra bit of effort that you're making as a parent. And to be honest, I have a box of cards, certificates that I still haven't put into a journal. Um, but at least I have the, you know, I have three journals all together that were written in while I was co-parenting when my boy was living here. Um, he was living here for anybody that doesn't know. He was here from, well, he was born here. He was made and born here. And then he was here until he was almost five, actually. So there was, you know, there was a few years of um, writing in journals and handing them back and forth. Yeah, it's just really nice. And it shows them that you care, you know, it's that extra level, that extra effort. Um, but yeah, back to the co-parenting, anything that makes communication easier uh, is likely to be, be embraced by the other parent. Um, and if you're worried, which I was a little bit, if I was, if you're worried about it being lost, then just take cop take photographs, take copies, um, scan the pages before you hand, hand the journal over to make sure that if that does happen, because a lot of heart goes into the journal. So you want to make sure that you have a copy in some, you know, in some way, um, but yeah, if you have kids full time, um, either with a parent or you're single parenting full time, maybe that's a thing too, obviously. Um, it actually takes a lot more motivation to do this journal on a regular basis. But I do think it is good practice, um, like I already said, to take time to focus on the positives and be grateful for all the good things. Um, and journaling, it really does help with this. Um, a, strangely, a positive of being separated, even for a short time from your kid, is that in my experience is that you actually end up finding ways to engage with their life in a more meaningful way, even from a distance. And keeping a regular journal of how you're keeping up with their life and following how they're doing in school and activities, well, this is something you can share with them. And, and they can feel, like I've already said, that extra layer of engagement. Um, if you stay positive at the end of the day and keep your heart open and become a more conscious parent, you know, by taking care of these kind of, you know, the journal and taking care of these, you know, focusing on the positives, you'll be able to take the opportunity, I think, to grow as a person and ultimately strengthen your relationship with your child. And this journal is one of those ways you can do it. And whether you're separated from your kids or not. Um, so yeah, good practice as a parent especially with young kids, 
because the days can feel long. And so take time once a week, if not daily, to write down all the good stuff that's happening and some gratitudes. It's inevitably going to be another positive practice to help our mental health. Um, So in the end, a journal can help you remember that you have created a beautiful human. So try to remember the good stuff and focus on that gratitude because parenting, it's not easy whether you're with a partner or not. So that's my my tip for today. And now I want to share with you some of the guests coming up on the show because uh, there's some really good ones. I'm really excited about the next lineup of guests. I mentioned a few last week, so I'll, I'll mention them again. Adam Brewer from Conscious Dads. He's coming in. He's on the show. Wait, he's been in. I spoke to him a few months ago. And his show is coming out finally this week. Um, he talks very openly about his depression and the work he is now doing with other dads as a coach. I'm hoping to have Sean Larson on the show, uh, on that show as well, to talk about postpartum depression in men. Um, and yes, it is a thing. Um, not as common, of course. I think a study I saw recently was um, one in 10 dads can suffer from postpartum. But yeah, I'm really interested to hear about that. So I'm hoping Sean can make it for the show this week. Um, hoping to talk to him this weekend. Some other guests that are coming up on the show. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is really, this is a really good one. Um, from the UK, uh, someone I knew, I've known for, no, I haven't seen her for a long time, but someone I've known from years ago, Tabitha Bast, or it could be Bast, Bast or Bast. Sorry, I'm not sure how to say that. Uh, let's just go with Tabitha. She's a sex therapist. Yeah, that's right. We're going to get juicy. Uh, to talk about how to navigate sex and romance after having a baby. And I love this. She's, she says, having a baby is like throwing a hand grenade into a relationship. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about how we can deal with that. Uh, Mike Simon, I'll be talking to this week and recording that show. Um, he's a L- London, UK dad dealing with challenges of his young son moving overseas by supporting men's health. He's become he's become a, a coach, counselor coach, um, and supporting men with their mental health. So I think that's fantastic, and I'm really excited to speak to him because he has a lot of similar experiences to me with having a kid overseas. Ben Owen, artist and new dad in Edinburgh in Scotland, and an old friend I'm looking forward to reconnecting with to talk about his experiences as a new dad and how he's, yeah, how he's coping with that huge life change. Looking forward to that. Sean Larson, I've already mentioned. Another conversation I'm going to be having with him is about his PhD, his dissertation, um, which he did. His uh, PhD was in the counseling psychology, and his dissertation was in looking at men transitioning to become fathers. So that's going to be really interesting and very relevant to all the conversations I have on the show. And then, really interesting, Jamie, another UK dad, talking about raising twin toddlers, uh, shamans, 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 how do we say that? Being a sober dad and dealing with early years special needs specialists um, as as they're figuring out some issues with their boys. So that's going to be really interesting. That's going to be a, that might be a part two um, episode 
there's lots to discuss with him. So yeah, great guests coming up on the show. Really excited about that. And um, yeah, so subscribe if you haven't already and make sure that you share with any dad friends. And there are some other dads that have also reached out. So the list is continuing to grow. There's lots of guests coming up and I'm really excited about that. So um, stay tuned for another solo cast coming up soon. And Adam Brewer from Conscious Dads this week. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please do share and subscribe and leave a rating or an even better, a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Please find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dab Without Borders. And a full list of episodes can be found at dabwithoutborders.com. Thanks for supporting the show and we'll see you next time.